Welcome back to the table where a bunch of board geeks talk about board games or RPGs in today's case. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is the BGBG podcast. So RPGs, uh, magic and medieval might be mainstream, but today we're going to break those walls and discover what lies beyond the age-old myths of elves and enchantments. While our main journey awaits, let's sidetrack a bit and talk about a game that isn't quite an RPG in a typical sense, that being the Shadowrun game. Now, the Shadowrun, it's going to be Crossfire, isn't quite an RPG. And the reason for that is it's an opening into the world of Shadowrun itself. Which does have its own RPG. Yeah, and it has its own books, character sheets, all that. Um, when it comes to this, it's it's like an RPG light, and there's going to be a few games like this, um, where it's going to try to get you into an RPG without all the dedication and the research involved with what RPGs might. Contain. We have a term for this in the Warhammer community. They're called gateway games. Uh, so the idea in the Warhammer community is it gives you the minis to Warhammer. Right. This is where I got my dwarves. We also have a term for this in the drum. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but so it's man, it's so weird they named it after board games like that. You didn't think those two cultures really made. Um, but so so yeah, so kind of like just getting people started, right? Right. And so when you look at Crossfire, you're going to learn about the world. Still, it's going to have a lot of world building. It's going to right. show you. You're going to have characters that you choose from. Mm-hmm. There are going to be different races and different abilities based on those races and di- different classes. Right. And what's going to happen is that as you play the game, your character sheet is going to get a set list of ailments or benefits associated to it. Okay. So you're still going to have a campaign. It's lengthy. It's going to take several weekends to get through. Um, but it gives you the experience of I am dedicated to this person without fully right. investing in a person's backstory. A full session zero of character creation. Right. Right. It's You're kind of like, given a... Yeah, oh. you pick something, pick your favorite. Maybe you like the photo, you like the skill they have. You have set traits, no no real leveling. Right. And so you're going to pick something, shove them together, and you're just going to start playing. And as gotcha. you play, stuff's going to be assigned to you based off your actions and decisions. Um, And so it, it's just one of those things that is RPG light, I think is a good way to say it. Uh, uh, what was the term you said? A gate, gateway. A gateway. Um, it, it's, you've got some friends who you want to get into RPGs, but they're not quite for it. Yeah, so that's uh, from the game board, and then now opening up to the, the grand narrative from like Crossfire to the actual books. Uh, let's traverse the paths left traveled in the world of RPGs. I can start with this one. I have a very long list, and I had to narrow it to three. <laughs> I don't play a lot of role-playing games, right? So I'm gonna have to just comment on the ones I played. To- totally you. fine. Yeah. Right, totally. So, so to preface, we're doing games outside of the high fantasy right. setting, uh, like D and D and Pathfinder, arguably the two most popular. If we have time at the end, I might do like my honorable mentions because there's yeah. some really good ones. I just was like, ah. Oh. I think um, just get into it, man. Okay. So 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 first off, I'm gonna lead off with Deadland. It's an alternate history RPG set. It's Western. It has themes from Westerns, horror, and steampunk. It's set in the year 1876 in the Weird West. The Weird my Lord, West. You wrote in cursive, my guy. I write. I always write in cursive. His yeah. Notes are readable to everyone else. Uh, writing. Yeah. Nobody can steal my notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was my. Nobody ex- can steal my home. That's how I did it in high school. Nobody could read my stuff. I see. <laughs> um, teachers good. That's all that mattered. <laughs> it's published by uh, Pinnacle Entertainment Group. 
at least right now it is, and it's gone through three different iterations. Okay. So were they vastly different? These yes, because they use different rule systems. So the first okay. one, the original Deadlands, used the D twenty system, which is similar to you know Dungeon Dragons Pathfinder. The second one used the GURPS system, which is the general universe, like something general universal role playing system. Oh, okay. Okay. It's it's an acronym, uh, which is a three D six. I got that it was an acronym. <laughs> I know oh, it's for our viewers, because <laughs> so I know somebody will be like, "What does that mean?" Letter, that a, a baby food. Uh, <laughs> but so it's a three D six system, and the you have to so like. We'll say, Ryan, you're trying to shoot something. You have an aiming skill of 11. Okay, yes. And you roll 3d6 and you want to shoot under an 11. Gotcha. When you said th- a 3d6, I thought I know. Like the number <laughs> 6, but it's 3d. 3D. <laughs> it's in 3d. And then the other one is Savage Worlds, which is the current uh, Deadlands Reloaded. And Savage Worlds. heard of this one. Savage Worlds uses a. Uh, so the better you are at a skill, the bigger the die you have in the skill. Okay. So you can still just fail. Oh, you're right. But you have a higher a chance. chance of getting something better. So. The gameplay is, is generally similar to most RPGs. Most it's RPGs. Uh, and the setting is, as I said, it's the American West, but in an alternate real, or alternate mm-hmm. timeline where, for one, the Civil War is still going on. Uh, what happened is a group of... So a group of like Native Americans wanting to get settlers out of the West did a ritual and had the unintended consequences of summoning things they call the Reckoners, which want to, of course, being evil, bad things, come over to the world. They're very devilish demon kind of monster things, but they can't come to the world unless the fear level is high enough. Gotcha. So they use zombies and monsters and the overall discord. That's why the Civil War is still going in this version, mm-hmm. is they've manufactured it to keep up. Uh, right, so the Civil War is invoking enough despair. Right. Uh, so your Texas Rangers in this are monster hunters. Your federal agents are monster hunters. Uh, faith is a real th- is like is a thing people can manifest to fight the darkness. Uh, part of the, leaning into the steampunk, there is a stone or a rock found that contains the souls of like the dead, and they can burn it for energy. So trains instead of being like whistles, I see uh, scream with the sound, oh, the s- scream with the souls of the damned. Good world building, it's yeah, it's a that oil made of dynamite. Yeah, base run it. Is- yeah, that's that is exactly <laughs> what it is. And uh, but it's still like the trappings of yeah. a western. So you got okay. your gunslingers, uh, undead gunslingers, and stuff. It's everything I love about like a game. You haven't been, but there's a high possibility you've been. Oh. to the museum in Albuquerque. And it has an exhibit that you click a button and it's like, this is what we believe dinosaurs have. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, yes. Wait, <laughs> we were there together. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> I forgot. I bet that's I got to I got to go to this museum. I love museums. I love museums. But so anyway, um, you know, that, that sounds great. You know, you got to love mm-hmm. a classic Western. Yep. Um, I think it's when you get something like a Western, it's very relatable. People yep. understand a Western. And the tropes are very well understood as well. Like I would love – I'm a guns. I love Western, so it's like I wanted to play a gunslinger in this campaign so bad. And I never My got – Yeah. Especially four. when uh, a gunslinger is like D&D are so – yeah they just don't feel like they fit or you have to change so much about the overall yeah they just don't feel like you have to change so much about the overall world for them to fit thematically Uh, you're telling me it doesn't just fit in the world uh, (laughs) you're telling um, me my mary sue gunslinger doesn't just fit in my world of fantasy but it also let you know like i said alternate history so you get zombies uh you get vampires 
devils, demons. You can still just, you know, the political intrigue of, you know, two countries, you know, the, the Civil War, right? War. Uh, like I said, Texas Rangers being monster hunters. What's that like? Uh, the steampunk aspect of, you know, basically everybody's running like Frankenstein, making soul monster machines, yeah. you know. My lightning gun's powered by the screams of the damned, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so taking a turn off of... Uh, weird. weird. The Weird West. Weird West. Uh, also a great um, tagline. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, we've got a, a newer um, role-playing game. Right. Uh, the Avatar RPG. Yes. Um, which I'd argue is, is not high fantasy. Um, and if it is, it's got a much more constricted role set for magic. Okay, very important distinction. Blue people, not blue people, <laughs> not blue. We, okay, Airbender. no joke. Blue era, no joke. Yes, uh, at era. at the store, we were talking about setting up an uh, avatar campaign, and somebody asked that question. <laughs> it's a very valid question, you know, because they're both perfectly great things to enjoy. Yeah, no, that's fair. And build around. They just happen uh, to have, to have the, the same, very similar. Names. Unfortunately, say similar sounding. One has a really bad movie. Oh, I didn't see that. That's so. That's such a hot topic that I'm like, it could be either one. M Night Shyamalan's uh, Avatar movie's not great. Okay, I haven't seen it. I knew I knew somebody who walked it's a live out. Action. Yeah, I knew somebody who walked, walked out, out because they're like, you changed, you ruined it. Yeah, yeah it's nothing like the RPG. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Muttering under his breath. Yeah. This is not yeah. the character sheet I brought in. So, so the RPG does have like um some kind of custom thematic dice. Yep. So unique dice, limited character creation. Um, cause you don't get a pick. There's not a ton of classes. It's right. like you get to be a bender, one of the four and each, I think each of the four is like subtype. Like you can do fire. Lightning, yeah. Or it's, or you get some little, little things, right? Right. It kicks off from where Cora was with the inventors, yeah. um, having the anti yeah. uh, stuff like cause that. you can play in like Cora's era or you can play like in yes, Aang's era. I did not watch much of Legend. Um, well, you don't get to play the Avatar either. Yeah. Uh, so I don't get to be the main guy. <laughs> uh, no, you can't uh, all main character energy. <laughs> we're talking about running this at the store in, you know, uh, yeah. and I want to play a earthbender. So since, you know, it's like right as Republic City is being founded, I want to play an earthbending bumpkin. Like, you know, that like farm kid is like, wow, there's a big old city you got here. The swamp people. <laughs> yeah, but like an earthbender because I love earthbenders. So it's like, wow, there's a big old city you got going on. I just wanted his cabbages. Yeah, I just want my cabbages. <laughs> um, the funny, I think the cabbage man is a like written NPC yeah one of all the storylines I have yep well it, he is a great like car dealership now yeah he starts a car company he's and he's the Henry Ford of the uh, Avatar yep. universe and all it took was a bit of water leaf <laughs> yeah and some all water. it took was the Avatar breaking his cabbage cart multiple times <laughs> um, perseverance um, but yeah I think I think that's a great example of uh, games it's not it's not really high fantasy uh, right and if you do consider it fantasy I mean it, it is uh, but it's much more constricted and thematic because it's uh, off of a specific fandom yeah, which actually, do have a lot of RPGs. The, uh, it's the thing I said. You know, when we're talking about like, there's a flux for you. There's an RPG for you, most definitely. Um, I do know. So while I haven't got to play it personally, uh, much similar to Crossfire, I did get to play the Fallout board game that is the companion to the Fallout RPG. Yeah, there's and the... that Fallout RPG is going to take a world that's familiar to people who have played it, yep. and it's going to allow people to play that in a different medium um so like if you've enjoyed the games both by bethesda mostly by bethesda's right design yep, yep. but also intraplay if you played those the those original games. like isometric ones right yeah yeah, yeah big yeah. fan um great story that's one and two right past how janky it is to navigate menus in that game, right 
Great storytelling. It's going to, and yes, that is one and two. Okay. Technically, Brotherhood of Steel as well, but oh, that that's one's, right. Uh, questionable on where it falls. Game. Yeah, yeah, because um, that one's more of like that genre of like Doom clones. Yep. Um, but you're gonna get into the Fallout RPG, and it, you do have a bit of main character syndrome because what's gonna happen is you're gonna have main quests that you're going on. But I feel like any RPG wants to have direction, right? It's not an open world experience like a Fallout game. Right. A Bethesda game would be. Um, it is going to point you in a direction. Um, but you're going to be able to experience the ideas of conflict, diseases, right. enemies. But it's going to be centered around a theme that you're familiar or you might even idolize and like. Right. Um, so for me, I, you know, it, the reason I know about it is because I've researched it. Because mm-hmm. I like Fallout. Yeah. I like what they've done with the IP. There's a lot of stuff I don't like, but generally I think they did a good job of bringing it to a modern game. Right. Because I played the original Fallouts a lot because I liked older games. Right. Yeah. Isometric games. And so when I heard that Fallout 3 was coming out, oh, I was so happy. So, yeah, And excited. when I then, now that I'm older and I like playing more fleshed out games and not just, uh, ha I got best gun, right. I'm good at the game, um, like have an actual fleshed out experience... I then started looking into that tabletop game, which led me into the RPG and the idea that you could take an IP that you love and adore and get to have your own experience. You get to tailor to you get to be Mm -hmm. in it in a whole in a whole nother level, like immerse yourself in that. Right. Fun fact. I had a friend who had this game. I didn't get to play it. Uh, I showed her that I had the Power Rangers, right? I was like, oh, yeah, I've got that. She's like, what? So she brought the the Fallout RPG the next day to work. I see. Is, is this um, no. old coworker? Yeah, it's an old coworker. Uh, yeah. She she moved a long time ago. How sad. Yeah, she was a really cool person. Uh, it, was, it was like, oh, you have the Fall RPG. I'd have loved to play that. I said no before I even finished my question. Also, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I want you to know that you don't know everything, Randy. Might have been saying I know. I know a lot. No, um, but no. Yeah, it was old old coworker. Really cool person. Um, What's another one on your list? So the the next one I went for, because I wanted to try, I didn't want to do sci-fi and I didn't want to just do alternate history stuff, mm-hmm. is Mutants and Masterminds. Okay. Mutants fits very well with that follow-up for I've heard you talk about it. I've so, never played this before. So this one is basically your superhero RPG. Oh. It's from Green Ronin. Do I get to make a costume? You you get to do a whole lot of stuff. There's a lot of rules for this guy. Uh, do I have a love interest? Yeah, totally. You could. Do, it's whatever your story wants to do. Yeah, it's RPG. It's a D twenty system. Uh, Does my underwear have to be inside or outside? Like that. So that depends on whether your DM wants to do the golden age of superheroes, Ooh. or like, are you doing more like the gritty eighties? Or I guess more close to the nineties. Who's watching that? Watch. Yeah, basically, it's like, what is your DM? And uh, I know there is a set story, like in and of itself, <coughs> uh, but it's also one of those. Like it's a campaign setting in and of itself, yeah. but it's also one of those the DM can kind of run with however they feel. Like I made a time displaced knight called Sir Callum who wielded an ice shield and a fire sword. Okay. And Callum is a I used I used is Latin for like heat. Huh. Yeah, that's very. Um, how do you guys feel about in these RPGs a a topic of a rule zero? A rule zero, I think, is very important. Do you think that every RPG should have it? I think so. I think you should. So your rule zero leads into like, hey, we're not doing this. This is not something. Right, going back to that gunslinger idea. Right? Yeah. Like how much of the game are you willing to change outside of the official Right, bugs? right. To- I, I think the key thing for any game, uh, RPG, 
tabletop or just standard board game is the rule zero of you know fun yeah uh as a dm i'm much more of like i'm willing to change things if my players are having i want my players to have fun yeah i'm very much a rule of cool dm um i am of the opinion don't try it on me kind of mentality of if a person wants to bring up something and they bring it up with me first if they just try to drop that regardless of what game we're playing i'm gonna be like whoa 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 whoa. let's slow things down what is going on yeah but like i've had uh, people who mix versions of characters from previous editions of games right or previous rule sets where they research something a lot and then they go oh man i i didn't realize this isn't in the new one yeah and i'll be like okay well, explain we it can and we, we can modify can. things if that's too strong we can change that um so when you say in this game yeah you're making your own character right it's so the idea is you're like a superhero team Right. And then, of course, you can cooperative. It is cooperative. And then you can go. It's like, are you, you know, can you change size? Are you super fast? Like I did. uh, My thing was he's weapon based. So he's got, uh, you know, his sword and shield are like ice. Like He can freeze enemies and then burn them. He had a motorcycle shaped like a horse. Because I thought that was so. I leaned in. It's an ice horse that catches fire. Right. Ghost riding. Yeah. You know, because really, I'm like, it's superhero comic. I've got to go as like campy as possible was you know? the underwear made of fire or ice he wore armor we had uh, a guy who played a speedster you know okay uh, so very open and there's a lot you can build whatever kind of like superhero idea you have a lot of the time it's like it'll have a rule and then however you skin that rule to work within your power set right uh, I don't. So now you say it was mutations. Is it does it work like X Men? Where, uh, it's so yeah. So some are like tech, you know, tech heroes. Other are like you're born with the superpower, oh, right? That's why it's just called ways to get a superpower. Like, um, level I'm trying right? to remember. It's been yeah, a hot that's minute. What I'm kind of getting. I got to so remember like, that now. You fall into a pool of acid. Do you? I don't. I think. I think as you level. I think as you level up, you can just pick up new powers if you have the prerequisite to like do it i don't i don't think like you can just like mm-hmm. randomly like oh i generated extra arms kind of thing it, it, so it's, it's balanced it is balanced yeah That's but uh, but like it's a green ronin it's another d20 system so it works very similar to you know mm-hmm. your pathfinder and D um you know it's do they share character sheets like like the idea of like you have a character sheet with different stats that you're gonna roll um or so I want yes. So when I say like D twenty, so you know you have your three systems. Like well, you get technically four because you have percentile D twenty, GURPS, Savage Lens. Uh, D twenty a lot of time have your six base stats. You know it's your strength, perception, wisdom, intelligence, charisma. Yeah, you're special. Or, yeah, you're special. Yeah, you're special. You can follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so this game is very much it has like you, you've got your base stats they're not always you know sometimes they're like called reflex or fortitude or whatever yeah. but generally the same idea of like how how well do you react how strong are you how can you can you be poisoned and be all right um, what's your mental fortitude? what's your mental fortitude right right and that's so what the, so in this game what are the tribulations are they are they super villains are they yeah in the yeah, world? yeah it's, so it's super villains like ours was we were fighting uh oh i can't remember it's this has been like three four years ago so bear with me uh we were fighting a like an evil like an evil like group like kind of like aim from yes marvel you know what i'm talking about or a hydra along those lines uh and the dm had set it up so like the world superheroes exist a lot so there's of course there's like bureau of superheroes like so you know 
you know, you got to set up. It's like, well, I have to have a license to be a superhero and yada, yada, you know, very like, uh, boy, you got a license. For you, that? you got a license for that. Uh, and that was, that was the so whole, you got a sword made of fire, fire. You got a license for that. For that. Huh. You're, t- uh, you're just placed temporarily. Uh, do you have the proper paperwork to be in this time period? <laughs> you know? Um, so that, that's oh, the thing. I left it back home. Oh, yeah, I left it. Oh, man, I really left it at the round table. Could you just come here right today? Uh, and that that was the so it's can be played so it's a mo- modern game I'd say like it's mm-hmm. set in like the modern era but well it could be set where you it could be seen right? you, know, you yeah. are correct you could be set wherever you want but it uh, really plays with so you know it's I mean, not speaking of games set in the modern era um oh man what is the name of it are you, th- are you thinking Spycraft yes yeah. Spycraft that's one I wanted to mention so I'm so glad you talked yes. about it <laughs> I have no idea I am uninformed so I want you to give it to me straight. Yeah, I'll let you take this one. Oh, I, man, I was not prepared. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so Spycraft, you are a group of super spies. Yes. Uh, like and Mission Impossible? Mi- uh, like MI6? MI, yeah. It's, it's like realistic. It's in the modern age oh, type yeah. situation. Yeah. Like who? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could you could play some like you MI6. dystopian future type yeah. situation, but it, it's pretty much like today. So, yeah, you're super spies in the modern, uh, modern action. It's a D20... It's actually using the OGL, the open game license, which is what mm-hmm. D&D put out. Um, it's made by Crafty Games, I think, is the current people. It was originally published by AEG, and now it's Crafty Games. Uh, and they had the idea, one of the things they wanted to do was it was spies versus supernatural things. Okay. So, you know, you're like fighting vampires and uh, the such. And then... Can my spy be a cowboy? Yeah, sure. I, I'm pretty sure there's a listen. You, I have found out how to make space cowboys and uh, like the cowboy and work in so many different uh, genres. Um, but so it is, you know, spy v spy. You know, or, you know, uh, like we, I have a DM who's wanting to set up. He's got a spycraft crew, and we're going to run an alternate crew working against them in the shadows. And it's two like parties, you know, because it's that game of espionage, right? It's like now, are the players all working together, or are there spies among the spies? I don't know that yet. I, right. that's, what do you mean you don't know that? They haven't been told that. Uh, he hasn't been told that, or he hasn't told us that yet. But I'm definitely gonna bring that up. Like, oh, are there any spies amongst the spies? Because that's fun. Each, oh, is this has... in the organization that we have? Is that what's happening here? Oh, uh, so the org- I don't remember what uh, the Archer organization is. What it's called in the the game, in the campaign no, setting. I no, mean, no. Is someone <laughs> no. wanting to start a campaign of this. No, no, no. This is at the store yet again. At the store. Sorry, yes. I should have. You're not on the board <laughs> I'm not game. Like, why? Why are you like asking me questions? Because uh, no, uh, no, this is at the store yet again. We're not allowed to ask people questions. Yeah, that we were all friends. <laughs> I was like, wait, you're in charge of we board geeks talking about board games. What happened? It's like, what do you mean you don't know about this? Uh, but yeah, so it's a it's set in the modern day and age. Uh, it's got doesn't doesn't really have magic. You know, modern age, but not the modern day. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you'd be like the 80s of the modern age. Yeah. But it's not modern day. Mm, I wouldn't call 80s. Modern. Uh, I'd say early 2000s. I guess, yeah. It's, the, the idea of like. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah, I get, you're right. Okay, you're you correct. Say the phrase, it was a different time. I don't think that <laughs> counts as modern, modern age. Is a time you were alive in. Right. That's, that makes sense. And see, I put. So not the 80s. Yeah, it's <laughs> not the 80s. The 90s. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, if there was an exact clone of me, I would date myself. <laughs> I would have you know. Um. Um, like there's no magic. There's um, uh, it's what the game game controller. Yeah, the, is what the the GM is yeah. called in this. Um, okay. The operator. Um, there's new dice mechanics in it. 
Yes. Um, you get like action dice, which add on to your critical successes. Um, it's. I'm not super familiar with the system. You can only tell me, ask me so much about it. Yeah, I, I built. Kind of confusing. I started to build a character. Well, I think everything is confusing before you start. Yes, it's, because a lot of the yeah. stuff ends up being very intuitive. So yeah. that Fallout yeah, yeah. board game, for instance, mm-hmm. if I am to trail off to that, it the rule book, absolute dog water, like <laughs> rule book I have I've ever read in my life for any board game, um, because it it doesn't have a very good index and stuff isn't categorized in right. ways you would encounter them in the game. Right. Um, so what's going to end up happening is you're oh, going to yeah. come across a series of events, and you're going to want to wonder what takes priority, like what is going to yep. happen in what order, and the the book will explain it nine times out of ten. Yep. But it's not going to be in the logical order. Oh, it's hidden under so many other rulings. I remember every time we've had to play this game, it, yeah. it takes so me like, and like, you oh, running this it. This is a a radiation question. Let's go over to the radiation tab. It's not there, but it's actually answered in, in like a damage, damage yep. situation, and it's like okay, well. Uh, why do you have this category this way? Every time. Um, so I think any RPG, if you've never played it before, there's a lot to it. Due to how much is in an RPG, if you're going to actually role play yep. something, you're going to want to mm-hmm. have as much detail as possible to get people in that <laughs> well, world. That, the, as much detail as possible. Is Spycraft is very granular in the ability. Yeah. So it's one of those. I. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's so while well, he looks at it, I can. It's well, cool. I have I cool, cool. Uh, so it, you don't just have like a list of skills like yeah, D and D. It breaks them down very further into like specific use cases. Like you know how in D and D when you're lock picking, it's just stealth roll, right? You'd be rolling a lock picking roll like, okay. specifically, so it's very granular. So you can yep. kind of fine tune your character's end goal, and you also get like gears and gadgets yeah. that benefit you in different ways. Um, that are way more specific to individual... And this is something from like older versions of D&D that I think Paizo carried over with Pathfinder to try to keep. I mean, this uh, Spycraft was based off of the 3rd edition. Yeah, yeah, it's based off of 3rd edition. That's why it's the OGL license. Because yeah. the 5th edition did a lot of like streamlining and like broadening it to make it more you know easier for like groups. Whereas like old 3, you know, 3rd ed, 3.5 and Pathfinder. Is this why there's a big argument in the community of like... Why editions are better than other editions? Yeah. Yep, yeah. this is exactly... So I have people who are like, they die They die on that hill that 3.5 is the best. I prefer 5th because I... Like I fifth. So my thing about 5th... I like 5th. I'm alone. <laughs> so you ready? Why I don't... I don't like spellcasting and that's the only thing that stops me from liking any of the See, older versions. I, I'm a beat-em-up, so I, I don't, don't know how much spellcasters. Huh? Yeah, and so, but a the big part of it for an me is road. the simplification of race benefits. Right. Um, True. Yes. That, that is a very big thing. Uh, feats and, are and also much easier to deal with. That can simplify my character creation. Right. Not in a way that it's like, oh, I just pick some stuff and I'm done. But like the idea that like I don't have to metagame at the beginning of the okay. Game. So I want to develop things as I play. So then you would not like spellcasters in three point five for that reason. So you right here. What would I like gunslingers in? Dead matter or whatever. You're doing. Oh, tell yeah, dead. Li- okay, dead I have made a gunslinger and he was so much fun. It's the Darrow Havoc. Because I like games that reward my decisions. Right, right. Like if, um, if I mess up somewhere along the way, give me a scar, give me yeah. a, a disadvantage on something. Well, so in three point five, with how spells worked, is you would select them at the beginning of the day, and this is how that spycraft is based. On. Yes, yes, this is how And the problem with this is like you have. So I have three spell slots, mm-hmm. and I go, you know what? I'm going to make one fireball. 
I want to make one, we'll say Featherfall, and my other one will be Featherfall. And we get into combat, it's like, oh, I needed a second Fireball. Too bad you didn't make another Fireball. Right. And I hate that. Whereas modern D&D now goes, you have three spell slots, but so many, like you can learn so many. It's like, well, I'm going to prepare Fireball and Featherfall. Okay, out of my three, two of them had to be fireball, and it's like you choose how the slots are allowed. Right. Like, it's just based off the level, right? And it leads it like. leads to a lot of feedback, and people are like, oh, but it makes you think, and then you have to get scrolls. I'm like, any game that makes you go buy a thing to supplement your character, I'm like, I, it's not good. I don't like that. I mean, I'd argue that's one of the benefits of going outside of high fantasy. Everyone, everyone loves it. I mean, yep. who doesn't want to be an elf riding a unicorn fighting yep. a dragon? Yep. Right. Like that's the dream, apparently. Yep. Um, but the magic system is just, it's complicated. Yes. Um, and yeah. then you got so many other genres that simplify it. Like yep. the Avatar, it simplifies. You have four bending styles. And that's it. Off bending, that's it. Um, you have like Star Wars, it's mm-hmm. the Force is the only real magic system. Right. And with uh, Star Wars, they even do the thing of like, they have the they have their own like cinematic dice. It's a much more cinematic yes. game. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it takes out a lot of the complexity um, and then you have, and then you take into like Spycraft with no magic. It's just like you know, mm-hmm. raw skills. Yep. You can get really granular in your character customization. Yeah. You get to really like fine tune and pick where you want to go, how you want to be, instead of just okay, I'm charismatic because I'm really focusing on how magic works in this game. Right. Um. So for another game, oh, I'm so I've got so many. Like I just said, keep going. yeah. I'm just so yeah, next question is The next one up I'm going to do is Starfinder. I know Starfinder. Yeah, I've talked to Star Starfinder is in space. space. It's pretty much what it is. Pathfinder in space. It is actually it's made by Paizo. And the setting, so their uh their official setting is a thousand years after the events of Pathfinder. The planet has gone missing. What? Yeah. The, How the, do you lose the planet? You, this you, is Ice Age well, all over that's, you. And lost the the that's why the Starfinder organization comes out their whole thing is finding new planets and trying to figure out what happened to the old planet uh there are no elves like there they mention like <laughs> specifically no elves, <laughs> no elves uh, in my dragon in game. the like starter like uh what's it called intro campaign or game adventure you meet a dwarf who's actually from originally from, yeah he was like originally from he dies in like the first scene this um dwarves and their short yeah. lives but <laughs> Dang it. Uh, but um, in this system, it's a mixture. I say it's closer to probably Star Wars than like Star Trek. And like, because, you know, Star Trek is like hard, like sci fi, not hard sci fi. I won't say hard sci fi. But like Star Wars has a magic system. A soft sci-fi. Yeah, it's a soft sci fi. But, you know, it's not, there's not like, there's magic in Star Trek. What am I talking about? You get what I'm going for. Uh, there's not like. In, a bit of reality. Right. There's still a bit of reality. Whereas Star Wars is like a whole, you know, uh there is magic uh you have what are they called i'm trying to remember you have soldiers is one of the classes operatives envoys salarians are you like they harness the power of stars is their whole magic system um and the idea is you know you can you're playing an adventure you know your adventures in space and dealing with that you know i think it's just one of those things when it comes to an rpg outside of fantasy yeah um i can be grounded like you're saying in this in this rpg I, it's really hard for me. I'm not a big book person. Yes. You know, I was gotcha. one of those that read all the, uh, the oh, Hunger Games. I love Harry Potter right. and stuff like that. Hunger Games are pretty good. And so like that world building, while it's important because I want my character to fit within the campaign, right. I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I just do the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vocalize. I'm yep. going to act out. But uh, I also, I'm not going to care about the politics. Yep. I, I'm not going to care about the factions yep. very much. And so when I get outside, because when you get into fantasy, it's that Lord of the Rings effect. Like, yeah. Where 
everything is important and everything is a huge dialogue epilogue yeah. everything included and it's like and if you didn't remember that when we get to this character that has a name that came up two movies yeah. ago you better remember it yeah. and uh, when it comes to these other genres uh, outside of high fantasy I feel like they lay back on that yeah. they're like oh you're gonna experience it as you go you're gonna hit with the punches rolling Yep. and you're gonna do what you can um the fun thing about this is it's actually free to play entirely. Really? It, our, so Paizo has... Is there a paid alternative? There is a paid alternative. So, so Paizo, if you want the physical copies, you can pay for the physical copies. So at least from the first edition. I don't know how second edition is going to be. They are making a second. Um, but they have their archives of Nestis or Nestis. And it's like, it, basically they treat everything as open source. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's like all the fan made stuff, all the. But if you want physical copies, of course, you can still buy those. Um, I'm a physical copy person, so I like, so I will, of course, do that. But if you want to get people in, you're like, hey, here you go, build your character, here's what we need. Yeah. Um, so this is actually the game I was talking about. I want to do and uh, do a dungeon crawl, but make it space themed. Okay. Because, you know, it's, it's still D&D. Pretty much with the, it's still the bones of D and D, or you know a D and D like system, but with the space thing, I'm like, oh yeah, so it's like, what does a dungeon crawl in space look like? Um, the alien movies, yeah, the alien movies, yeah. <laughs> that is actually a, that is a, something I was that was something yeah. I was using as like uh, inspiration. Okay, um, I mean, kind of so going off what you were complaining about D and D with everything's really big big factions um you gotta write everything down. yeah we have another important we, we have a game that has all of that but in a much simpler tone um and that's uh masquerade uh the vampire oh, yeah. RPGs and a, a goth punk semi-modern yep. time uh vampires are hidden from humanity but yep. they pull the strings in the background so you know the masquerade is you can't let no vampires are real um and the way you choose like classes you pick a vampire clan um they give you different traits benefits abilities um, stuff like that. So you pick. You're all vampires or kindred, or kindred. I think it's kindred. Kindred is what they're called. Yeah. Um, but you pick a clan, and that gives you traits. Um, so it's it's like all the instead of having dwarves and dwarf battles and elves and elf battles, it's just right. one species having its own battle. It's internal politics. And, and I really like the game because first of all, it's a D10 system. Really? Is yes. it? Wait, is it like D10 or is it like percentile kind of? Like a, uh, I think it's just a straight like one to ten. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a heavy story based game. Um, um, for these RPGs, would you consider digital alternatives as including in this, or because you can't role play in a digital alternative? Like what I mean is like Masquerade has. Mm-hmm. Oh. Games. Would right. you consider those RPGs? Uh, I would say yes because the the physical book. Uh, and dice RPG that you do if you're not rolling, it's heavily story based. Um, the main theme is delving into like personal horror, your wrestling with humanity right. as like a vampire, and the weight of the choices you make. It's not so much combat centric as many other RPGs. Right. It's very the choices you make in the story, which can easily be reflected digitally. Gotcha. Um, so I, I would say that the digital one is also an RPG. Um, <laughs> but it's <the> yes, <laughs> ruined. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the one. It's it's very it is fantasy with vampires, yeah. but it's like a goth punk fantasy. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of dystopian. And it can still be modern day. Uh, you you can add those trappings of oh yeah. So because there's also like a companion to it. It's like Hunter, the Reckoning, right? Which is so you're like the people yeah. hunting. Where like where because yeah. there's like the werewolves. Yeah, it has werewolves in it. it has, right. Like a few. It's it's the one of the vampire centric. But they're all you like. Tell me, I could be Jacob. Yeah. 
oh my gosh can, like um I got told I had Edward hair in high school. I hated it. <laughs> oh, what's that? One? That's why you're bold. That one series uh, with the, the vampires, the werewolves, and the humans who hunt them. Uh, oh, the oh, the one ch- underworld. Yes, the one chicken, black leather. Yeah, it's like yeah. as soon as you said the one, I'm like, oh, okay, underworld. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna make sure um, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, no, it is underworld. You are correct. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. It's that setting. Got you. Um, but it's compared to other role playing games that are very like combat based like you can play D D without role yep. playing. Um yeah. It's it's very heavily story based, which I, oh, okay. I really enjoy. Because it's more on uh some you can not role play and just go through the story. You can role play through the story. Um but like D D people often get trapped in in dice games where it's combat, combat, combat. Yeah. Yes. Role you know, play like, session, combat, combat, a lot combat, of combat. The players. I think it's a mixture of the players and the DMs enabling them. Yeah. Uh um, you know instead of forcing alternative like yeah. solutions. Yeah. Because uh, I know, like in the follow RPG, you physically cannot fight through every solution. You're gonna have to spend. You gotta. You gotta. I mean, I'll, I'll do that in every campaign I've ran. I've given the fight option and another option, and people just default to the fight option. Whereas, like yeah. in Shadowrun, you're mostly gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Like something's gonna happen. See, you fight. <laughs> and as a younger DM, I would do the fight options, and then my players sprung on me. The other one I was like, oh, that's so much more cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a lot better for. I me. befriend the dragon. Uh, well. So the sto- how this happened is that they had been captured by the drow and I had, was going to have them fight in like the drow fighting pits. And I forgot my brother's character has a weapon bond, even though they had lost all their gear. And he's cool. There's a weapon bond stick. I'm busting all the deep gnomes out. And he used the deep gnomes to start a prison riot. And they rioted their way out of the, uh, the, the entire encounter. You actually... Yeah, like... Uh, y'all came back to that city later and it was wrecked. As it should be. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I know we're running low on time, and I have so many fun ones I would okay, love to talk about. Let's do a fire round. Okay. Yeah, honorable mentions. Okay. Renegade's oh, okay. Essence 20 system. So this is talking about My Little Pony, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Power Rangers. So okay. everything fandom. It's a fandom. There's an RPG. Uh, this is very much Hasbro's like, well, we don't want to use the D&D resources, so we gave it to Renegade, and they made it. Uh, I talked about Starfinder. Uh, there's the Warhammer Wrath and Glory, which is the current uh, 40K Oh, so that RPG. Is. That's what it's called now. It's called Wrath and Glory. They used to have the Dark Heresy system, but they kind of dropped that. Okay. Uh, the other ones, let's see. Oh, do, do, Star Wars, H Rebellion, we did talk yeah. about that. Lancer, for people who really like mechs, it is set in the future of humanity is trying to okay. spread to the stars and space travel slow. So the further you are from like gates, the less like resources you have right. and it's the that inner con or that conflict between like space you know, space faring nations. Um, there's one that you and Perry play Yo. that is about cars. I would say it's an RPG. Oh, it's very strange. I know the one you're talking about. It's I called so. Gaslands. <laughs> yes. So Gaslands is like, so it can just be played as like 40k, like Warhammer 40k. It's like it's a tabletop mm-hmm. tactical game, but there is a campaign narrative version of it. Okay. So you're it's like you're you're a racer going across the uh, the. The Badlands, the Wastelands of, you know, an irradiated U.S. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's think Mad Max Death Race. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention is Eclipse Phase. Go on. So Eclipse Phase is set in the far future where humanity has basically conquered death. It, when you die, you can re-upload your brain into a new body. Okay. Is it a clone or is it like just a different body? It's It's a different – it could be a clone. It could be an android. It could just – you take your – 
brain and you re-upload it. Okay. So, so then it leads into things like, well, is that the original you? Is that really you? Philosophical. Yeah. How much of you was altered? altered. You wouldn't even know. Yep. Like if there was pieces missing also, in that DNA. Also, it leads, uh, there are animals who have been uplifted to be intelligent. It's like, so it's like, well, how does that fit? Like androids. Uh, and it's set after a rogue AI destroyed or killed 90% of human population. And then they spread to the rest of the solar system and just reeling from that. Sure. And then uh, okay. uh, it's, it's a really, it's a very mechanically dense game i'll say but one of the ones i was like i, I gotta I mention also have oh no we have a few more fire mentions. Mentions. okay yes. let's go uh there's there's a lot of animes that have rpgs like jojo's really? oh yeah we talked about yeah, hero yeah. which is uh, i think twists off of the mutants um rule it's set right okay uh, to give superpowers and it's just reskinned existing things as anime um right. like a sleepy hollow campaign game oh um, play through that another really gothic one um and then the warrior cats warrior cats. games um, I don't know if there's any other campaign out there where you just straight up play as an animal. Um, might be My Little Pony. Uh, but, there's a version. Well, I wouldn't call My Little Pony even being an animal per se. True. Like a, like a, a warrior cat, you're actually like yeah, a you're cat. straight up cat. In you're the like wild. getting fighting clans. Fish. Yeah. And there's like roles you do. There's territory. Yeah. Game. There's My a- Little Pony more of like. They're, I they're get more cutie marks. The closest, yeah. the closest I could think of is there's a game that's basically Dungeon Dragons, but you play as dog, like anthropomorphic dogs. See, but if, if I feel it's like, like it's anthropomorphic, you're no longer warrior being, cats are just pure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, one of the things is like the Church of the Good Boy. Church <laughs> of the Good Boy. Yeah, because you know they're dogs. So what like about the best. Of yeah, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> Um, did you have any more for your fire round no i just wanted to i just i had to mention some of those because like there's so many oh oh one more i do have one more one more this is it's called kids on kids on bikes one more it's called it's a 1980 it's on bikes it's a night it's about it's basically the idea is 1980s uh kids coming of age like you know like think goonies and sandlot yeah you play that well or one more when i'm (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) thanks for listening in as we voyage beyond the dungeon. Don't go too far so that you can tune in next week, where we will shuffle our decks and delve into trading card games beyond the well-known trinity.